too. One thing I liked about DD is like any like magic, anything can happen. But I mm-hmm. feel like it's on a bigger scale with with MTG. You're listening to XP Hunter. Welcome back, Hunters. It is your frenemy Lee here with another titling episode of XP Hunter. And today I have with me, for your listening pleasure, Zamboni Jones. Hi! What's up, Boston? <laughs> so, um, not only is Zamboni Jones, not only does he have a, like an awesome name, right? Um, but he has his own radio show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston called... Beantown Black and Gold, so your community Bruins radio show. Hockey season's right around the corner, so Thursdays at 8 p.m. on WBCA LP 102.9 FM. Awesome, awesome. And so I invited him because not only does he have a great name, not only does he have a radio show, but he is also a gamer like you, like me, like all of our friends, frenemies, companions, and love interests. And so I think, Zimboni, like the feeling I'm getting from you, I feel like you're a frenemy, like you're on our side, but sometimes you have to, you know, do what's best for you. Um, so just tell us, tell us like, what part uh, does gaming play in your life like you mostly play tabletop games right now i do i used to be an avid video game player i used to be a huge fan of rpgs mm. i'm a huge final fantasy fan yes who's not As I, I, I think lee is too <laughs> yeah um what else i'm a huge metal gear solid fan when that was out and um just growing up kind of like in the 90s you catch on to like the tony hawk pro skater <laughs> yeah yep, the, yep, yep. The games like that racing games boarding games mm-hmm. um there's so many other games that i love that i wouldn't be able to list off here now yeah i know yeah and it's the worst right when someone asks you what's your favorite this and you're like question mark question i need mark, a moment mark. yeah <laughs> i need a moment to like calculate exactly the list um so you know here on xp hunter you know we talk about everything i monologue most of the time um and i know you listen to a few episodes uh but i love the show by the way like i was saying before i wish i could chime in whenever you're talking about something well now is the time you're here now and so you know i i take a a philosophical view to things and um as do i yeah right now you're uh you're playing um, Magic, right? You're Magic the Gathering. Yep, yep, yep. Magic. I Gathering. always wish I could talk about it on Beantown Black and Gold, but it's a hockey show. So whenever um, our other hosts, uh, Jumbo Tom and Blue Line Lewis, whenever I bring up Magic, they instantly like cast me, cast Aww. me out. And they're like, no, <laughs> this is a hockey show. Right. We always get treated the worst as gamers, right? No. <laughs> no, it just but, depends where you are. <laughs> I know. Yeah, true. Um, but so tell all the people who don't know anything about Magic or tabletop games, like. What is it that attracts you to it? Like, what what's its staying power with you? There are many, many reasons. My favorite reason is that it's never, for the most part, if you play casual Magic, it's never the same game twice. So you could play a game against someone, um, if you're playing, like, best of three, the first game will be five minutes, and then the second game will be, like, a half hour, 40 minutes. The, the strategy is infinite, really. Mm. There's so many cards. I think now there are 20,000 different cards. So the strat- there's so many strategies out there, it's mind-blowing. You'll, like, you'll always find something different, which is what I love about it. It's not just like cut and dry the same every time. Like Your strategy will develop a little differently each time. Um, the, depending on if we, ever, if we get into like, how to play down the road, it's just like you have to be on your toes all the time, or depending on how casual or competitive you are, um, you're experience with the game can help you find other avenues of strategy 
etc. It's just it really is endless, which is cool. The other part of it that I really like is that it encompasses all of fantasy. So like any fantasy or sci-fi creature you can think of or concept that you can think of is in magic. Ooh. It encompasses I think there's about ten thousand different creatures in magic. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you could think of, like every like animal like there's lions uh, i think there's armadillos there's there's ants snakes turtles like any animal you could think of but also like the staple fantasy creatures dragons vampires uh merfolk so many wizards um minotaurs like so everything like anything i like that anything you could think of and um i also like the storyline a lot the storyline is really cool and it parallels the gameplay um quite nicely so Hmm. Uh, so, like, just hitting off what you said before, I think staying power is really, like, what people are looking for in games nowadays, especially with, you know, the whole DLC, um, you know, trend that's been going on. So instead of just shipping a AAA title that the game is just, this is the game, uh, a lot of companies have started, like, oh, this is, like, part of the game, but then here's this DLC that's another part of the game, and you have to pay for that, like, as you go. But with, I mean, I'm sure cards have, uh, like, a World of Warcraft, they have different campaigns, but it seems like even within, like, one campaign, playing the game multiple times will give you different outcomes, it will teach you different things. Oh, definitely. I really like that about games. That's There are some games that's just, this is always going to be what happens. It's very linear, and it doesn't even give you, like, the perception of having a choice or, you know, so... Um, you have several choices. Another thing is, it's you know when you get the feeling of just like reading a book and you're like, I'm learning, you're even just casually reading something that you like or interested in, you're learning, I feel, and you're like advancing your brain, just mm-hmm, the act of mm-hmm, reading. I feel mm-hmm. playing Magic does the same thing. Like I get smarter from playing mm-hmm. Magic. Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, for listeners, people who have listened to the podcast before, like, you know, like I dabbled in D&D. I also dabbled in Magic the Gathering when I was a kid. Like my uncle was very into uh, tabletop games. And so I have like a deck that's like probably like super old. It's probably like one of the first Hopefully by campaigns. the end of this episode, we'll get you playing. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, but Magic the Gathering, uh, I have like, I Googled it a little bit. I'm not going to lie, guys. Like I wikied it up before this episode. Uh, but like some of the stories, the campaigns are really, really interesting. And the cards are too. Like you said, there are so many different um, varieties of like animals and like uh, fantasy creatures. And it, that affects how you play. Like, so what's your deck made of? I mean, don't give us away your secrets. I don't want you to lose any, you know, matches because you told us all your secrets. But like, no. how do you play? Typically, I mean, I have probably 20 to 30 decks Ooh. on on standby right now so you don't typically you wouldn't typically stay with like one single deck deck unless you're um really competitive and you're going to tournament and you need to test play mm. a deck that you want to bring to tournament um that's where you would really stand with one deck but that's another beauty of the game is you can make several you don't have to just stick with one strategy you can go to you could try out as many strategies as you want mm. if you're a control for example is a uh, players that um really like playing control and that's the strategy of your con- you control what the other player can do Ooh. by countering their spells or, or getting rid of their creatures or making them discard cards mm-hmm. um, and then there's you can have the strategy of just like accumulating as many creatures as you want and plowing into the other person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with like a bunch of creatures and dealing them a lot of damage um, there's burn players that use primarily red decks that are really fast and they'll just start burning you and putting out small creatures with effects that burn you and so oh, forth. Interesting. So you're, um, to your question, the strategy 
I mean, um, I don't really have a one deck. I used to. I like to use several different mm-hmm. strategies mm-hmm. and play test them. Um. So what I'm really interested in, and so um, you guys, you know, I put up character sheets for the people who, uh, new frenemies and companions who come and join us here on the show. And so when I was asking Zamboni about, like, what's your alignment or class? And he's like, well, you know, like, I mostly play um, magic and, you know, you don't play as a character in those games. Like, you yourself, you play, you know, uh, like a... a creature handler kind of you know like you're yourself and so i'm like well you can yeah yeah. and so i'm like well you know your class can be whatever but like your alignment is kind of like like how do you play are you a burner are you like a hack and slash like get in there quick hit them so they don't get back up or are you like a strategist because you're more of your own individual if you go if you're playing competitively then you can gain a reputation of a player who uses more of a certain strategy or uses more of a certain Mm -hmm. combination of colors um because like i because like i've met you before right so like i'm like mm, as a person you know zamboni he's like low-key right like you know he knows what he's doing he has control but he's not he's like yeah okay i can do that boom so is that how you play are you like low-key because you know as a player whether you play uh console games or even you know dungeon dragons magic uno you know everyone has like a little something going on there are you like trying to intimidate them with like it really depends on what <laughs> point of the game it is because mm. there is a a relevance to poker there where you can have a yeah, poker face and exactly. there and there are strategies you can use to, to kind of trick the other yeah. person into doing something exactly yeah so that's an aspect of the game that's really cool as well yeah. you, so you as an individual when you play the game you are a planeswalker and hmm. a planeswalker in the storyline is a character that can traverse the dimensions hmm. so the story of magic the gathering takes place in the multiverse the multiverse is consists of, consists of um countless planes which is usually which are could be considered planets, hmm. but it's like the multiverse. Or? Is, the multiverse is like space, but they consider it like instead of planets, it's like dimensions. Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. you planes walk to another dimension, and these other dimensions or planets, if you will, are the setting of the storyline mm-hmm. of uh, many of these story arcs that go into it. Um, and you being a planeswalker, you can cast spells, conjure creatures, cast enchantments sorceries hmm. instantly screw with people <laughs> um so you can develop your own individuality as your own planeswalker yeah mm. so uh i know you said you play like semi-competitively but casually like what's the difference between playing like competitively semi-competitively and um casually i mean I mostly play console games so for me it's like casual players they like know the gist but they don't know like the deepness of it like i recently got back into playing warframe which is like a free-to-play game on playstation and pcs and stuff and there's just it's just a lot in warframe like you can you know uh, craft all sorts of stuff but like if you don't know what needs to happen or what you actually need because the game gives you no prompting it just does not guide you at all like you have to figure it out um and so that can be like a hurdle that a lot of people can't get over so they stay casual um, but what's the difference for you between being casual and being like semi-competitive? Casual is you just play with your friends and your family. Um, casual is cool because I like to try to be an ambassador for the game and get a lot of new people to play. Mm-hmm. So in casual, we will just, it could be from anywhere from two to multiple, as many people you want can play a game. Mm. So multiplayer is endless and there are a few different multiplayer formats. Casual is just kind of sitting around, 
your friends playing mm-hmm. having a good time kind of figuring out the game more that's the best way to like train yourself too is to find someone that um it's really hard to beat and then mm-hmm. you casually play against them and you learn new things mm-hmm. on the um semi-competitive level there are a lot of card shops that are sponsored by wizards of the coast that have like a league mm-hmm. so you sign up online and you get an ID number or planeswalker number pretty much, and you attend these tournaments that they hold at these oh, shops. And that's okay. how you can start accruing points towards like bigger tournaments and oh, such, or get noticed to get big in, in, into bigger tournaments. And then the, the, like, the really competitive and pro circuits are really intense. Like Ooh. you could go to a tournament and have and there are two hundred, three hundred other applicants, so you'll be playing magic nonstop for two or three days pretty much mm. to get in oh, that whoa. top placement. So that you have to play a lot of magic. It gets really in the on the competitive side too, it's more money because you're buying mm. spe- specific cards that are like the most pop the most effective um, oh. in whatever format you're playing. Mm-hmm. So you end up spending a lot more money on like a really good deck, whereas casual, like you don't have to spend as much money. You mm-hmm. can just build a deck and have fun. Well, that's another aspect of gaming that I think uh, gets overlooked. You know, because um, even today, with you know, gaming over all the different kind of platforms is is you know a billion dollar business. A lot of people still see it as you know like escapism, or it's just you know something for fun that you do on the side. But like esports and like you know being the best or the number one ranked D and D or Magic the Gathering player, like that can that can be your whole life, your your uh, livelihood. MT- MTG is a huge esports contingent, mm-hmm. it really does, and people like to make their living off of that. Oh, the payout exactly. for those pro tournaments are pretty serious. They are, and it, I think it's so. Cra- I think I don't think it's crazy. I think it's very interesting, and I think it's great, right? Because there are some people who. Um, you know, they're not athletic or they're not, you know, rocket scientists. And so um, there's a, a whole vast level of strategy, like you said, and of, you know, determination and understanding people and like their mentality. And that goes into, you know, playing these games. And it's not just fun and games, because like you said, you learn as you go. You learn about yourself. You learn about uh, the cards. You learn about other people because it's like, oh, I know this person is more likely to be offensive than defensive mm-hmm. so if i put this card they'll react this way which you know yeah. it builds you a get lot that of character when you're playing casual when mm-hmm. you start to play with a lot of people over and over again mm-hmm. you kind of know what they're what they tend to do when you go into um even on the lower levels of like semi-competitive tournaments at shops mm-hmm. you'll start to notice that people use the same kind of decks because that's mm-hmm. what's most effective mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. that's what's most popular in the pro circuits mm-hmm. so people take a lot of um, they learn a lot from watching the esports and. Mm-hmm. So are you? Do you are you a numbered planeswalker? Because you say you play semi professionally. I am. I used to play. I used to do a lot more tournaments. Um, lately, I have not, mm. but I still play a lot casually. Mm. So I, I go through phases. I'll go three months and be like, I don't want to go to the shop and like <laughs> sit down and play like magic all day, and then I'll go. Uh, after three months, I'll be like, oh, I feel like getting back in there and mm-hmm, getting some mm-hmm, points mm-hmm. or winning some stuff. Usually the lower level tournaments, you can win uh, boosters or other mm. merch. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really cool is they release uh, s- different sets or new sets every, like four times a year. So when they do that, they will all the shops will do like introductory sealed mm-hmm. drafts. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, sealed tournaments where you... If you're new to the game, it's a very kind of friendly environment. Mm-hmm. So you can go 
and how that works is they give you six packs and they time you you open the packs and you make a deck from all the cards that you got and then you just face off like three rounds mm-hmm. the tournament and every round you win the rules are always different shop shop but every round you win you typically get like a booster or something mm-hmm. and you keep the cards afterwards so that's a good really good introductory way mm-hmm. and when you go people are usually nice in that respect like mm-hmm. they don't like even people who are really good, they don't come in and they like they don't like hound you like oh I'm really good and like you suck and like yeah. this isn't even worth it for you to do. Yeah. I'm just gonna destroy. It's like everyone's mostly helpful to each oh, other in that respect. Well, that's nice. Cool. And games a lot today. Like there's a lot of toxicity and like people who treat you very badly if you're not an expert at it. And it it seems like that's kind of counterproductive in games like magic where it's like there's always going to be someone coming in who doesn't know what they're doing you know yeah. what i mean it reminds so. me of like hacky sack in a way or you play a lot of hacky sack and it's like a lot of people will come into the circle and they're like but i don't know how to play at all and you're like <laughs> it doesn't matter just go for it and yeah. see what happens yeah. it's going to be fun regardless yeah so. um so let's just switch gears a little bit and let, let's talk about like what the mentality in like games in general especially like magic the gathering so like you said there's a lot of animals so I, like the most the basis for most games right is fighting is violence and like why is that the base for so many games and why do we like it like you know even though it's a card game you can't visually see it like knowing that oh i'm gonna put out this i don't know this red salamander that's gonna like burn his whole front row of cards or whatever like it's like ah you know what do you think like drives us to play games like these I think with MTG, it's more than... Uh, MTG is very violent. The artwork, um, sometimes in particular, could be violent. I think that's I think that's really cool. I think how <laughs> I like how mature the artwork is, and mm-hmm. I like how mature the game is in general. It's not too mature where only adults can play it because mm-hmm. young youth play it too and get can get really good at it. But I like that more mature mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more than the violence. I think it makes you think... Because there are things you could do in the game that aren't as violent. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't always have to attack someone. You can stop someone from doing something, or you can mm-hmm. make them discard cards, or several other plays mm-hmm. that you can make. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, violence is will always be part of gaming. gaming. <laughs> I but think th- violence yeah. is so ingrained in human nature. civilization, mm-hmm. and human mm-hmm. nature, human mm-hmm. consciousness, what yeah. have you. So... Um, I know I I don't think it's gonna like go away <laughs> yeah I know I, I recently was talking to someone and they were like well I have this console and I want to play games but I don't want to play a game where I have to shoot someone or hurt someone or do something I was like oh you're not gonna find a game to play I'm like there are some puzzle games you can play but yeah, I remember I mean, the Sherlock Holmes yeah game. and I was like well they just came out with that new Tetris game and yeah. I watched someone play it I was like oh that's, that's pretty interesting because now you can play against like 50 60 other people yeah, at the same that. time yeah. and I'm like okay that's super interesting it's cool this is good for you too mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. actually working your brain exactly because you have to pay attention to what other people are doing a lot of other people are doing at the same time so it, it is really good but it's like when I'm like thinking about a game, I'm mostly thinking like, yeah, I want to, I want to shoot mind, things. Sometimes I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want to win this fight. You know, I think it's because you're just so used to that from playing so many video games, where yeah. that's the case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of games don't come out very often that are just like purely like problem solving, logic, yeah, yeah, and logic. It's it's I I think it's because you that's know that's not what sells that's, exactly. Yeah, I was about to say that. If Money. we look back <laughs> into history, we I think we are intrigued by the narratives of history that have to do more struggle and mm-hmm, violence mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's in our history a lot of what we know and i think that reflects a lot through gameplay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think that's why uh do you remember dynasty warriors that yes game? <laughs> i used to have it for the psp i used to love that game and there are 
Okay, well, okay, it's not technically it's, Dynasty so that's Wars. Taking but... the, it's taking the history and the vi- It's taking violent history mm-hmm, and pretty much selling it. I know sometimes, guys, video games teach you things. <laughs> like, they still <laughs> Admits do. Admits the violence. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, this guy went to war with this guy and lots of people died. But, you know, history. <laughs> but there are still a lot of games like, uh, I can't remember what company makes it, but it's basically like Romance of the Three Kingdoms, right? And and it's like a section of Chinese history mm-hmm. or whatever, which is, it's embellished already, but obviously now it's a video game. It's double embellished. But, yeah, making money, I feel like a lot of games uh they don't like even give you the choice there are some games like fallout series or um i can't think of the, the other game but they give you the choice is whether or not you're gonna fight your way out of the situation yeah, huge, or you're gonna talk your way to out mention uh, speaking of fall i'm a huge skyrim fan i'll yeah, play skyrim I'm until so the day that <laughs> i know i just so recently i got i started playing skyrim on skyrim online and playing online games that like skyrim can be really like frustrating just like warframe because you're new and like Everyone else around you has all these great weapons and they have all these pets and everything's so cool. And you're like, I want that. But you're starting out, so you have to go slow. Um, but it's so much fun. And it's a lot more entertaining than I thought it would be because a lot of online games, they're, they're like Fortnite. But they do the Skyrim MMA now, like massive multiplayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really good. The- so I, remember, I was from back in the day when like none of that existed, existed when there was no <laughs> mo- massive multiplayer. Um, and I remember the first game that i ever did play online was amplitude one of the absolute best music games that i've ever played hmm. for i think in my opinion for play it was for playstation and playstation 2 and I it's think a, i've never heard of it oh it's so awesome we'll look it up i think after. don't it's don't. like a predecessor to like kind of like guitar hero and stuff oh, would be okay, okay okay and you you um pilot a spaceship and instead of like the five keys on guitar hero it's the it's three keys and they're the bumper buttons on the controller so they had like um a massive multiplayer set up for that and you would go online you would get ranked by like how many points interesting i think so but don't don't take my like not knowing it to heart because like i think the last music game i played was like i'm jamalami or something on the playstation and that was like a rapper the rapper exactly yeah so like or ddr i used to be really good at ddr (laughs) i was never good at it like when i was a kid even now probably i have like two left feet like i could not get it together (laughs) ddr back in the in the uh, early 2000s was like all the riffraff would hang out at the arcade (laughs) (laughs) and everyone and like the kids that age would would get really good at ddr they would just see like the popular kids would be like really good or something mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the popular of the riffraff <laughs> i'm, hey, I'm digging myself a hole social here, stratification like, <laughs> exists everywhere i'm digging myself a hole here but that's how that picked up because a lot of people would go hang out at the arcade after school and yeah, see a bunch of people playing ddr it's and fun and interactive right because like you, you actually fit. have to move your body yeah. exactly instead of just sitting somewhere and just moving your fingers not to you know dis hand-eye coordination because that's super yeah. useful but you know you were there and people could see you and you were technically dancing so you know cool points <laughs> flailing yeah <laughs> yeah xp hunter xp being an XP hunter isn't all killing death claws, getting high scores, and swilling way too much Red Bull. It's also about getting out there and exploring the real world around you. This season, we're going questing in a big, big way. Conventions, guild meetups, and cosplay DIY. I'll be there doing and experiencing everything. Next time, I hope to see you IRL. XP Hunter you know, you guys can always reach me. You can also reach um, Zamboni Jones. You have a we website. We have a Beantown Black and Gold Facebook page oh, that yeah. you can hit up. 
Yeah, and ask them. They can ask you like sports questions. Can they like yeah. riff talk- on what you say? Oh, of course. They- <laughs> we we're totally open to comments because mm-hmm. you know we're from Boston, right? So obviously, like I'm a bandwagon sports fan. I'm not afraid to admit that. So obviously, I'm going to cheer for the Bruins. Why would I not? Because Boston is a city of great A sports teams for the most part. I mean, usually we'll talk we'll talk primarily about NHL and the Bruins, but mm-hmm. we'll open it up with a little sports new Boston sports news in general. So if anyone. Is interested in anyone has any uh, factoids or comments or is interested in being on air, you can hit up the Beantown Black and Gold Facebook page. You can tune in on 8 p.m. on Thursdays on 102.9 FM Boston. Mm-hmm. And you guys can also reach me um, and ask questions about this uh, conversation uh, at, by sending me an email at uh, xphunterlea at gmail.com or you can uh, send me a DM on Instagram just by searching xphunterlea and you know, we're having such a great time talking with Zamboni Jones. We're going to talk to him again. There'll be another episode. But uh, just, you know, on the closing, just, you know, is there anything you want to say to, like, listeners about um, Magic the Gathering? Because I know you said you want to be an ambassador. And, like, the way you talk about it a lot, like, it makes me want to get back into it, even though, like, I have, I'm not short on patience, but, like, Sometimes, like, playing against other people, like card games, I just get, like, frustrated. But you make me want to play it. So <laughs> is there anything you want to tell listeners about Magic the Gathering um, to, like, maybe fight their bias against tabletop <laughs> games or something? Um, It's constantly evolving, and there's something for everyone. There really is. There's something that will tickle your fancy in there. Whatever, let it, whatever fantasy narrative you're looking for, sci-fi narrative, whatever strategy, it's like the ultimate chess, it really is, too. And I think that by playing it, you can only gain. You know, recently I started playing the D&D character. Um, one of them died, and I'm all about that permadeath, so, you know, I went to a cave with, like, my merry bend of uh, friends, and, like, my HP dropped to zero, so I was like, oh, I guess I have to start a new one, so I've started a new I person. I played D&D, too. One thing I liked about D&D is, like, any, like magic, anything can happen, but I mm-hmm. feel like it's on a bigger scale with with MTG. Oh, is honestly. it? Oh, okay, wait, we got to talk you about are, that next you time. are in control more in MTG oh. than you are in Dungeons and Dragons and it's purely up to like your hmm. like you could have bad cards hmm. and play and still win it's totally up to how you are playing the game interesting okay so you just open a whole can of worms <laughs> at the end okay we're, we're going to talk about that in the next episode guys in the meantime in between times do it for the XP bye see ya